Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Jill. You just got me today. Welcome. It's going to be fun. Um, If you saw the episode for this week's episode, the title, which I've not come up with yet, so it will be a surprise for all of us. But you know the subject of today's episode. It's all about body positive and fat positive books. Um... And this is something that is very near and dear to my heart, and um, I've been wanting to do an episode about this, and so here we are. Stars have aligned. Um, First things first. When I call myself fat, which I do, I self-identify as fat. When I call myself fat, I'm not insulting myself. I'm not looking for compliments. I'm not looking for people to say, oh, no, you're not fat. No, I definitely am fat. I definitely am fat. If you see pictures of me, I'm fat. I'm a fat woman. And being a fat woman, and being a fat woman who is not looking to change her body size um, affects the way the world sees me and in turn how I navigate the world, right? Like fat phobia is everywhere. And part of my process, I had a, you know, I was a chronic dieter for a very, very long time. And then I quit dieting about six years ago. And part of my process of coming to terms with being like, I have a fat body and that's okay. I don't have to change my body. I don't have to diet. Like, it is okay to be a fat person. Part of that came from a lot of the books I'm about to talk about, which is why I'm very excited to um, share this with all of you. So you're going to hear the word fat a lot in this episode, and that makes some people uncomfortable. That might make you uncomfortable, which is why I'm kind of like front loading this intro with the word fat, because you're going to hear the word fat a lot. And part of the process of breaking down our fat phobia and the diet culture that surrounds us, part of that is is understanding the word fat does not have to be an insult. It's not a bad thing to be fat. And if you think it is a bad thing to be fat, you should unpack that. But, um, so yeah, so the word fat, but like all bodies are good. It's a, it's a neutral ground here. All bodies are good. Fat bodies are good. Thin bodies are good. All bodies are good. And we're going to talk about some books that tackle this topic, which I'm very excited about. All right. Before we get into that, though, you can go to our website, professionalbooknerds.com, for any other episodes, book things, whatever. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, at ProBookNerds. You can email us at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. I think that's everything. 
been a while since I've did a solo episode, so this should be fun. Um, all right, let's get to it with some body positive, fat positive, fat neutral books. We're going to start with two of my favorites. They're by the same author. That is Things No One Will Tell Fat Girls in Landwell by Jess Baker. Okay, so Jess Baker, um, she runs the Militant Baker blog. She is lovely and wonderful. I love everything about her. She's funny and snarky and she's fat. And she's a body liberation activist. She uses that term, body liberation. Um, and both of her books, Things No One Will Tell Fat Girls and Lynn Whale, are memoirs about her experiences growing up fat and navigating the world as a fat person. Um, and reading these books was, were, reading, the like, these books were instrumental in my own relationship with my body and having a better understanding. Because there were definitely times where I read these books like, she talks about in, I think it's a land whale, where she talks about, like, she went and looked at pictures of herself when she was a kid, and she's like, I was not nearly as fat as I thought I was. I've had that same experience of, like, looking at photos of myself, like, oh, okay, you weren't really fat as a kid. You just lived in a world that made you think you were fat. Fun times. Next up, we have Hunger by Roxanne Gay. I love Roxanne Gay. If you've listened to this podcast for any significant amount of time, you know that I adore Roxanne Gay. And Hunger is her memoir and about being fat. And it is a difficult read. It is a difficult read in the fact that it's like um, just the, the topic and, and the way it... She, she just is just so raw and honest about her experiences being fat, you know, like it's fine for me to sit here and be like, no, being fat's great. It's not. I mean, let me rephrase that. (laughs) Being fat in a world that hates fat people is not great. And a lot of Roxanne Gay's book, Hunger, sort of deals with that. Um, and just the the experiences of being in a fat body. It's so good, but it's a it's a it's an emotionally challenging read. It took me a while. Like usually when I it comes to Roxanne's books, I can just like breeze through them very quickly. In you know one sitting, I just get consumed by them. But with hunger, it took me a while. I had to sort of put it down and step away, and um, come back to it. Because it's just, it's challenging in that way. Next up, we have The Body is Not an Apology by Sonia Renee Taylor. If you follow Sonia Renee Taylor on um, Instagram or Facebook, um, she runs an account, The Body is Not an Apology, and her book encourages readers to practice radical self-love and the way of sort of doing that is by reconnecting with our minds and bodies through celebrating our collective enduring strength um and she talks a lot about how the shame we feel about our bodies is sort of 
indoctrinated into us in our culture, which is very true. Like, diet culture is everywhere. And if, depending on when you grew up, it was really, really bad, right? Like, I I was a teenager in the early 90s, right? Like, I was a fat teenager during the Kate Moss years. Heroin chic. Fun times. That was fun. Um... And so, with the bodies on an apology, you know, we are sort of encouraged to unlearn all of those things that we thought we knew about shame of our body and then help others unlearn the same. And once we have all sort of gotten to a better place about our bodies, we can start to disrupt the systems that are put in place to oppress bodies whether it is medical fat phobia, whether it is, right, like clothing. Like clothing, it's something people who are straight size or on the small fat side of things, they sort of take for granted the ability to just like go buy clothes in your size and have a lot of options. Um, for a lot of larger folks you don't have the option to go into a store. You have to buy everything online. I could, I shop almost primarily online. First, I hate people and going out. Also, it's a pandemic. Like, I'm not going to go to the mall. But even in the before times, I did a lot of shopping online. And I can tell you my measurements because I have to check size charts. Because size charts, sometimes everyone's definition of like, you know, 3X, 4X, they're all wildly wrong or like wildly, wildly sized smaller than they really probably should be at that. And so that's, you know, medical fat phobia, that that sort of thing, the clothing industry, like those are all systems that are in place to oppress fat bodies. And so part of Sonia Renee Taylor's book is just sort of discussing and disrupting those those systems that are put in place. And now we'll take a quick break for a word from this week's sponsor. Just like I do all my clothes shopping online, I love to be able to book appointments online too. But when it comes to healthcare, that's not always so easy. Well, I just downloaded the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again. Whether you need a primary care physician, a dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doctor, or other specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Now is the time to prioritize your health. Go to ZocDoc.com slash ProBookNerds and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available soon as today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash ProBookNerds. We have What We Don't Talk About When We Talk About Fat by Aubrey Gordon. Okay. This um this is an Aubrey Gordon stan podcast. You may be familiar with Aubrey as the writer Your Fat Friend. She wrote anonymously for a very, very long time about being fat. Um, and then just this year, um, sort of publicly revealed her identity, her, her real name. 
with her book, What We Don't Talk About When We Talk About Fat. And Aubrey has always been very open and honest about the experiences of being fat and anti-fatness and the cultural attitudes and systems that are in place to deny basic needs and basic respect to fat people. She also co-hosts the podcast Maintenance Phase, which is all about um, diet culture and, you know, like there's entire episodes about um, the BMI and episodes about Weight Watchers and episodes about keto diet and all sorts of things. So if you're going to listen to any other podcast other than the Professional Book Nerds, you should make a maintenance phase. Next up, Fearing the Black Body by Sabrina Strings. So a lot of people don't know this, but most of what we know, most of what our culture understands of beauty comes from this idea that white people are better than black people. Like, a lot of, like, the BMI, racist, a lot of, just the belief that thin people, like, thin is better, has racist roots. Um, and in Fearing the Black Body, Sabrina Strings goes into this historical narrative ranging from the Renaissance to the present to illustrate how our perceptions of fat bodies have, has changed. You know, you think about there was a period in time where being fat was seen as a good thing. It indicated wealth because you could afford food. Um, art. Lots of fat bodies in old school art, not so much anymore. And that came from this belief that fatness was evidence of racial inferiority. And like fat phobia has racist roots. And a lot of people don't know that. And a lot of people, we don't talk enough about that, about where that comes from. This belief that thin is better is because being fat was often attributed to being black. Yeah. So fearing the black body. Um, Fat and Queer is an anthology I've talked about before in the podcast. It's edited by Bruce Owens Grimm, Miguel M. Morales, and Tiff Joshua T.J. Ferentini. This is an anthology of um, queer and trans bodies. And as a fat queer person, I'm all about this book. There are some phenomenal writers. It's so good. Every... Every story in here, the contributors are just phenomenal. They, wonderful writers who just share, you know, like open this part of their lives about being fat, about being, you know, queer, about being non-binary, about being trans, all of it. And um, I love this book so much. And I think, you know, if the idea of reading like a full book, I think what I love about anthologies is like it's a very small thing, right? It's it's these like small enclosed stories 
all on their own that are short. You aren't committing to a full book. You're, you know, you can read it in pieces, like one piece from the anthology at a time. It's so good. It's so good. Um, all right, now we're going to move into, so that's like the book suggestions that are, you know, being fat and what that's like. If you are someone who is maybe not fat and you're not really sure where you fit in, but you're tired of diet culture, I got you. We got book suggestions for that. All right. First up, I'm going to offer you Intuitive Eating by Evelyn Dribble and Elise Rush. This book was first published in 1995 and since then it is iconic. It is a guidebook for so many of us who have left dieting behind, myself included. There's also a workbook that you can get along with it, which I also highly recommend. The The framework of intuitive eating provides 10 principles that will allow you to sort of rework your relationship with food and discover a new relationship with food and a new relationship with your body. Um, it will help you like let go of guilt that comes with eating and Again, the workbook is so good. Don't forget the workbook at that as well. Next up, we have The Fuck It Diet by Carolyn Dooner. So Carolyn is an ex-yo-yo dieter, like myself, and her book tackles the flaws of dieting and diet culture and is backed by science um, and offers readers just a very simple path to healing their physical, emotional, and mental relationship with food, right? It's called the fuck it diet. It's not a diet in that, you know, it's not going to help you lose weight, <laughs> which is sort of what she's against is, is, is like working towards intentional weight loss. Um, and there is science in this book. There is science. If, you know, there is science. Just... We like science when it comes to body positivity and fat positive, especially if it comes with breaking down some of the scientific myths that um, perpetuate about being fat. And along with that, we have The Anti-Diet by Christy Harrison. So Christy... um, is the voice behind the popular Food Psych podcast. Okay, so if there's a podcast you listen to that's, you know, if there's like one podcast you're going to listen to that's not the professional book nerds, I guess there should be two. There'll be Maintenance Phase and Food Psych. <laughs> Tell them I sent you. Just kidding. They don't know who I am. Um, and anyway, in Anti-Diet, she takes on the multi-billion dollar diet industry she explores the history of diet culture and how it has infiltrated the health and wellness world. And I love everything about Christy Harrison. During the, at the beginning of the pandemic, she had written a piece for, I think it was Wired, talking about how um, there's actually no, re- like the science that somehow fat people are like more likely to die from COVID. The science was a little um, suspect. And it's, you know, correlation is not causation. 
Also go find her Wired piece. I think it was Wired. Um, talking about that because, again, that's something as someone who is fat in the age of COVID, it adds on a lot of other layers to being fat and living in the world. Um, and I appreciate people like Caroline Dooner and Christy Harrison who are traditionally thin but speak up for fat bodies and yeah that's just a very small sampling of the many many fat positive body positive books that I have I have read in my life that have been instrumental in my understanding of being fat and living as a fat person and being okay being fat um if you want more recommendations, I am always more than happy to offer them. You can just email us at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. If you have your own suggestions of books that have tackled this topic that have been important to you, feel free to share. I will always read more. Um, yeah, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen podcasts, visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Adam Sokol and Jill Grunewald and presented by Overdrive. For more information, visit professionalbooknerds.com. I'm Allison Holland, host of the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast. Equipped with a microphone and a long-term fascination of the Kennedy family, I am joined by an incredible cast of experts, friends, and guests to take you on a fun, relaxed, yet informative journey through history and pop culture. From book references to fashion to philanthropy to our modern expectations of the presidency itself, you'll see that there is so much more to Kennedy than just JFK or conspiracy theories. Join me for the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast.